Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here today. Um, My name is Kevin Wold. Um, I serve, thank you. It's also my dad's name who's in the house. What's up, dad? Um, so I'm Kevin Wool Jr. We didn't got, get Jr. up there. Sometimes I feel like I cramps my style, you know. Um, but my name is Kevin Wold. I serve here. Um, I volunteer with our kids' ministry. So KJAM, what's up? Um, I help lead our kids' creative team, which, to be honest, has now become a discipleship program. We um, meet every Sunday after services, and we get in the presence of God. We get in his presence, we glean from God, we glean from his word, and uh, my goal is to not make really talented, really good working people in the body of Christ. My goal is to raise up spiritual sons and daughters. So at the end of it, it's like, wow, are they good workers or are they actually changing the world? So that's what I do here. Um, I love it. It's been a dream come true. In fact, when I was 12 years old, I was actually on a team just like that. It was called the Dream Team. Um, it's over at a church in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is where I'm from. Shout out, Elsie. Um, And yeah, it was a fun experience for me. I got to travel a lot uh, in the United States. I grew up in my preteen and teenage years um, learning a lot of great things. Um, One thing about me is that I actually really enjoy pretty much everything. I'm just going to say it. I love, I love everything. You, I want to learn how to play a piano. I'm learning how to play that piano. You're not going to stop me, right? I wanted to learn how to be a dancer. I became a dancer, which is what I do now uh, for a living. I teach dance and do choreography. Um, if you name it, I probably like tried to do it and it became a, a hobby or a passion of mine. Um, I like to do it all. And that team that I grew up on, we did it all. I learned anything I could get and I did it. Um, I found out very quickly I was really gifted. Like, I, I could just learn something so fast, and it was just like, wow. I didn't know I could do that. And if I realized I wasn't good at something, I went home and I watched YouTube until I got good at it in my little bedroom. I'd be like learning how to do stuff. And it was all great until I started realizing that my giftings just started to take precedence over my character. Who was I becoming as a man of God? I was really talented. I was good at a lot of things. I was on this team and we would travel and we would do a lot of ministry. So I got a lot of platform time. And I would go to youth group and I'd go to youth camp. I'd go to conferences and retreats and I'd have my little moment in the altar. I'd be like, that's it. It happened. I'm different now. I'm going to just like move on and it's going to be great. But I really, my motive of all of that was not even for long-term recovery. It was all about momentary, like I got to be good to get on the, the platform. It was behavioral. And that's not what God had for me. But for years and years and years, that's how I lived. I wanted to make sure, oh, I'm right with God because I have to be on platform this weekend. So I gotta make sure I'm good, right? It became gifting over character. 
Before I go any further, I'm just gonna pray real quick because I believe that the presence of God is here and I'm gonna invite the Holy Spirit, not just in, but I'm gonna give him the room real quick if you guys would just do that with me. God, thank you so much, Father, for your presence. God, I know that you're here right now, Father. It's your presence over everything. So Lord, we just give you our attention. We ask that you would open our ears to hear you our eyes to see you, God. We give you our hearts and our lives in this moment. And I say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Speak to us, God. Amen. So yeah, here I was. I'm like going, I'm going at it. By the way, if you're a note taker, I'm gonna give you a title real quick. I want your title to be, Do You Wanna Be Well? Do You Want to Be Well? So for years and years, I'm just living my life. I'm doing my thing. I move in. I moved to Dallas. I joined an amazing church there in ministry. Got married. Had my first baby in Dallas. Now we got two more. You probably see me screaming and running around in the halls on the weekend. That might be how you know me. Because I'm like, wait, come back. And I'm going through it all until January 2019. Everything changed. I realized I needed freedom way deeper than I ever had it. I realized I was getting a lot of open heart surgeries, you know, but I wasn't walking out the recovery. And if you know anything about a surgery or a procedure, you don't typically just have like a big surgery on your leg and you get up and run, right? There's a recovery that has to take place. And I was living my entire life, surgery to surgery to surgery to surgery, and I kept all these wounds just open. And I wasn't recovering. And in January 2019, I stopped. I stopped everything. I gave up any platform I had. I stopped teaching dance. I literally stopped everything. And God gave me this desire to focus on three things. The first being a son. I needed to be God's son. The second was being the husband he called me to be. And the third was being the father he called me to be. But in order for those to happen, I had to take place as his son. And it was so hard and I was afraid. I was so afraid. If I tell people what I'm going through, what if they leave me? What if they abandon me? And I needed freedom. I needed it. And God reminded me about the story in his Bible about a man who was lame, who was paralyzed. And he was sitting by this pool and this pool in this town was believed, it was this ritualistic pool that they believed an angel would descend and stir up the water. And if you got into the water, you would be healed. And this man sat there for 38 years waiting for his moment to get in the water. 38 years. And this is the interaction that he had with Jesus. Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and is surrounded by five covered porches. 
Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been invalid for 38 years, invalid. Man. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? When I was praying and preparing to speak to you guys today, I wanted God to show me some things. Like, what do these people need from you, God? And I felt like he needed me to ask you, do you want to get well? Do you actually want to get well? Jesus approached him and asked him, and this man's been sitting there for 38 years. Some of you are sitting in the same exact position you've been begging God to deliver you from for years and years, and you've gotten to a place where it's just excuses. It's excuses. This man, he had excuses. This is what he said. Jesus said, hey, do you want to get well? I mean, I'm telling you, if Jesus walked up right here and was like, Kevin, you want to get well? I'd be like, yes, whatever it takes, please. But he had excuses. He said, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. How many of you are waiting for someone else to do it for you? Or you're trying to get it, but you have people in your life that keep holding you back to the lifestyle you're trying to get free from. God has more for you. A couple of months ago, I was at a retreat in Dallas, Fort Worth area, and I heard this word spoken over me, and I was like, this is so good. Like, I needed this. But then I was praying before today, and I realized this wasn't just for me. This is for this house. So I'm going to give you a quick little history lesson. If you don't know, back in the 1930s, um, in, there was this area, they call it the Dust Bowl, Right, And it was in the 30s, it's in the Midwest, so you're looking at like Oklahoma, all that area. And what the Dust Bowl was, here's a, a way to explain it is, imagine hurricane season, but dirt in the air. These people had like major droughts. It was around the same time as the Great Depression. So they're already in depression, they're already in despair, and here they are being starved. They're getting sick. They actually had people come down with dust pneumonia because of the dirt getting inside of their lungs. People were dying. I'm telling you, hundreds of thousands of people this affected. But then there was a way out. How many of you have ever heard of Route 66? Some people are like, Route 66, it's not Route. Route or Route 66, right? You mostly probably know it because of the song. Get your kicks on Route 66. Yes, I wanted to play it. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to play the song and do a little dance number, but I was like, that'd be weird. (laughs) Pastor Jeff would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Musical number. Um, So you're familiar with Route 66. And this trail spread all the way from like Chicago area all the way to the West Coast. And the beautiful, really powerful moment I had about this was that the trail ends where the sea begins. It's kind of funny. Jesus calls himself the living water. We had people submerged into that today. I just think it's really powerful that I'm talking about the sea now. But these people, to escape the dust bowl, the despair, the hopelessness, 
the literal hopelessness of what they were experiencing. For some of you, it's the people you surround yourself with. It's the things you probably shouldn't be doing. We've all been there. Or it's the anxiety that you've let run your life or the depression. We all have our thing, right? That we need freedom from. But these, these families, hundreds, and thousands, hundreds of thousands of them would pack up and they would take Route 66 and they would use that as a way to escape the dust bowl. They would get up and they'd walk right down Route 66. They'd travel. And they'd get there to the end. And what does God like to do when we come up to a sea? He likes to part it, am I right? And some of you are in a dust bowl right now. And you're looking for your Route 66. Some of you are on your Route 66. And some of you have already gotten to the end where you're facing the sea and you're like, God, you said my promised land was before me. He wants to part it for you today. So I was thinking about this man sitting by the pool and his excuses. And Jesus doesn't even start chatting about your excuses. Oh, that's a good point. Like, oh man, oh, I, I asked if you wanted to be well, but I see why you probably couldn't be because, you know, your friends are holding you back or your own desires or you just make up excuses. It's fine. But Jesus said, get up and walk. He simply asked him, do you want to be well? And then we read in the Bible the story about a man with leprosy. And if you know anything about leprosy, you know that it was like untouchable. If someone had leprosy, it's like, you cannot touch them. Do not go around them. They were rejected. They were shunned. They were pushed out. And I'm going to tell you now, that was me. All the things I had going on inside of me. I thought, if anyone knows, I'll be rejected or I'll be shunned. I would be the untouchable. Me. Until I had that moment with Jesus where he said, do you want to be well? That's all I'm asking. Do you want to be well? I don't want any more excuses. Because I'm like, well, it's going to take me, you know, coming clean about some stuff. And then it's going to take an actual life change. Like I'm going to have to do the hard work and then like... I don't know, but then I was reminded that it's easy in his presence. And if Jesus is inviting you to become well, he's going to make a way for you to do it. And for some reason, we get so overwhelmed with the presence of God like it's hard, but I'm pretty sure the Bible says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, and he's called us to trust him in his presence so that he can lift that weight off of you so that you're not constantly walking in this heavy despair. It's time to get out of your dust bowl. This is what you've been waiting for. Altar to altar, Bible study to Bible study, group to group. Do you want to be well? So the man with leprosy, the untouchable, he goes up to Jesus. He's like, Jesus, I heard you can heal me. Can you heal me? Like he's going after it. And all the, these disciples by Jesus were like, do not touch him. He's a, 
They're like, no, Jesus, master, no. And guess what Jesus did? He touched him. There is nothing, nothing, nothing too dark, dirty, broken, invalid, lame, distorted, perverted, nothing that Jesus won't come up to you and touch you. And he's asking, do you want to be well? You're not untouchable. Jesus wants you to be well. He wants to give you the freedom you've been looking for when you've cried yourself to sleep every night because you're lonely or you're anxious. And I keep thinking about earlier in first service, this came up and I was like, whoa, I didn't plan to say that. I was thinking about boundaries in your life. Because here's the deal. I'm saying everything's easy in his presence, and that is true. A lot of you are like, but it's so hard to be a Christian. And I'm like, yeah, will you go through hard things? Absolutely. But right now, I'm not talking about your hard choices. A lot of hard things we go through are probably because of the choices you made. So when you start making all those choices, you're like, God doesn't want me to be well because I keep going through the same thing over and over. A lot of times, if you really step back and look at it, it might be because the choices you made. And God has given you life. He's given you calling and destiny and purpose. He loves you and he wants you to grow in him like a garden Think about it. You have vegetation and fruit, right? You want to protect it. So typically, if you have a garden, you'll set up some kind of a barrier or a boundary. You'll put up a fence, right? Because you don't want the wild uh, predators and all these things coming in to destroy your garden. And a lot of you are allowing way too many predators into your life that are going to destroy the calling that God has for you, but God is not done with you. If you've already allowed that to happen, it's time for you to say, yes, I want to be well. You get, get up and walk, and God's going to redeem and restore and set your path straight. You are not done. You're not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. I missed my assignment. That's it. No, you didn't. It's not too late. God loves you. So if you hear anything today, whatever you already believe about yourself, whatever you believe about everything else, hear me when I say, God loves you. He loves you. It's not too late for you. He loves you. You are not rejected. You are not invalid. You are not discarded. You're not just broken over there and like, I'm gonna bandage you up. No, Jesus is saying, do you wanna be well? Really? Then get up and walk. It's an offer on the table. Do you wanna be well? It's easy in his presence. Healing is easy in his presence. Deliverance is easy in his presence. Everything is easy in his presence. But I'm burnt out. I'm just tired of trying. There's no burnout in the kingdom of God. You can't burn out when you're in the presence of God. 
He's literally the source of life and energy. He created us. He's got everything you need. Do you want to be well? Do you want to get to that sea and walk through it as it's parted before you? Because you can. And I believe you will. What we're going to do real quick, I just want everyone to stand up. Just stand on your feet. And if you would, just bow your head and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine right now, what is your dust bowl? What are you just laying on the side with that's crippled you? Because some of you, it wasn't even your fault. Other people did it to you. And it's crippled you. It's not your fault. I want you to think of those things. And I have everyone standing because I want you to know you're not alone in this. I'm sure everyone in here has a story. I know for a fact they do. Can you guys just lift your hands up real quick? I'm going to pray over you. God, you are so good, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that when you look on us, you see your sons and your daughters. You see us as precious, chosen, loved, valuable. God, thank you that we are not discarded. We're not too far gone. We're not too late. We're not too broken. We're not too dirty, too distorted. None of those things. God, you call us your own and you want us well. So God, right now we receive that. God, as we stand, we're saying, this is us getting up and walking. This is our get up and walk moment. We don't want the dirt to be our home anymore, God. We want you. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work you're doing in our hearts in this moment. We love you, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Jeff Abels and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been dealing with your heart as you've listened to this message and you feel like you just need to get right with God. If you have no real assurance that you are right with God, if you cannot honestly say you've been living for God and you know that needs to change, I want to invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now. You know, the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means God loves you and God's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. Why don't you call on Him right now by praying a very simple prayer with me. I want you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. 
I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from God. And I don't want that. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. Through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I don't live for me anymore or this world. God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sin is all forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, we would really love to know about it. We'd love to give you some next steps to get you started on your brand new journey of faith. What I'd love for you to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. And someone will connect with you to provide you with some resources that I think will help you greatly. Again, just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, and God richly bless you is our prayer for you.